the word of God comes along with healing. Healing for our soul, healing for our body, emotional healing. I see situations changing. I see it turn around in our lives as we, we open ourselves to the word. The Bible says that there's no word is sent for that will return to him void, but he shall fulfill his purpose which does he set forth. So I want you to be expectant of what God will do. Ideas, insight, and wisdom will be expounded to us. And God is meeting the expectations of our heart. I want to be thankful for your truth. You are alive for what is true. You will expand the world unto us. We will understand that. We will leave this place enlightened. We will leave this place encouraged. We will leave this place motivated, rebuked, encouraged, chastised, educated, transformed into the image of your beloved Son, Jesus Christ. I see shifting. There's a replacement in the spirit. Our weaknesses are replaced for strength. Our infirmities are, are, are exchanged for healing. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you, Lord, because you want is true. I pray, Lord, that you meet the expectation of your children. Anyone that comes again with a need, that you will not go out of your need for met. But God will supply all your needs according to his riches in glory in Jesus' name. I we thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Hallelujah. Love you, Jesus. This morning, we Looking at a very important, I'm going to be teaching today. This will be more of a question. And we're going to be teaching something that is very important in our worship, our Christian life. In fact, as we've been looking at law, walking in the law of God, this concept is very, very important in showing how the law of God is in us. Amen. So if you're writing today, we'll be looking at understanding Christian giving. Understanding what? Christian giving. Amen. I know when we talk about giving, particularly in the church, is a very, very peculiar topic that raises a lot of concern and speculation. It raises a lot of questions and of a late which has been a lot of controversy about the issue of giving. As important as giving is, you know, many times it's been bastardized in the church. Amen? And it has resulted to so many conflicting ideas about this part of the And some of us could be sitting here and we still have those you know, knowledge or understanding of giving. People give in the world that unbelievers give. Even people that are not born again, people that serve, you know, of other gods, they offer sacrifices to their gods. People that no man, people do philanthropy, hallelujah. But what we are talking about here is something that is different from what is in the Now, Christian giving is unique and is different from what the giving that we see in the Hallelujah. As I said, there are different teachers that we have had, probably that are giving us wrong ideas about what giving is. Even in the church, is a reason for so many controversies. For example, now, where we are coming from, most of us, the issue of tithe is a very controversial matter. And some will teach us that if you don't tithe, you're lying, or 
<laughs> Amen. Some say if you don't give, what you do is that you are incurring what? You are incurring cross for yourself. What other teachers have I given that you know? Some sort of seed, right? Yes. You don't plant the seed. Mm, your seed determines your season. <laughs> Right. Some of us come from this background, but this has been our doctrine from our theology. And some people have honestly, genuinely taught this to me. And honesty and being genuine does not rule out the fact that we can be wrong. Hallelujah. You know, you can be honestly wrong. You can be genuinely speaking from your heart, but then you're wrong. Amen? So all of us can come from different places with different ideologies about what the word is. But the most supreme thing for us is what the word, written word is saying. Our ideologies about life must bow to the supremacy of everything. Hallelujah. Theology that we come from must bow to the supremacy of the written word of God. Our experiences must bow to the supremacy of the written word. Some of us who give testimonies, oh, I sold a seat of a thousand dollars, and after three months, I, I, I got a reward of five thousand dollars. And then, as beautiful as a testimony is, hallelujah, it was bound to the supremacy of the written word of God. Amen. Today, I know that I'm going to be provoking some, some people here. But as your pastor, I have a responsibility of teaching your whole counsel of God. Amen? And giving is also part of God's work. Irrespective of how it has been bastardized in the church, in the community, wherever you come from, giving still stands as a very important part of God's work that you must be exposed to. Hallelujah. So, Acts of the 20, quickly, come with me to Acts of the 20. Let's look at what Paul was telling the church about his honesty in revealing to them the entire counsel of God's words. Acts of the 20, verse 26. He says, Therefore I testify to you this day that I am innocent of the blood of all men. Towards the end of his ministry, this place, he said, See, I am innocent of the blood of all men. Verse 25. Twenty-six, twenty. Okay, twenty-six, twenty-seven. He says, "For I have not shown twenty-seven. For I have not shown to declare to you the whole counsel of God. Therefore, take it to yourselves and to the all the prophets among which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers. Shepherd the church of God, which is purchased with His blood." Hallelujah. I won't move down to verse thirty-five. You see, make an emphasis on what. Jesus Christ said that fight. I've shown you in every way by leveling like this that you must support the weak. Amen. Giving is also what part of the whole counsel of the word of God that Paul was teaching the people in this place. So he's teaching them that they should do support those who are weak. Level like this, it is necessary to help the weak and to keep in mind the words of who? Of the Lord. For he said it is more blessed to give than to what? And to receive. Hallelujah. And it's more blessed to do what? To give than to receive. When you receive, you are blessed. Hallelujah. But more blessed to do what? In order to identify something as a sound doctrine, I think I said this in one of the services, I don't know For you to be able to identify something as a, as a sound doctrine, first of all, you have to look at the scriptures. Did Jesus teach about it? Gospel. Is there any way Jesus talked about this issue? Did Jesus thoroughly talk about it? What about the apostles? Did they teach about that subject? And then look at the book of Acts. Is there any way the church, the early church, practiced this? Then it becomes something sound that we should apply to our own life. Hallelujah. And giving all through scriptures, we see Jesus Christ making emphasis upon. 
And we read in the book of uh, Second Corinthians, chapter now, where Apostle Paul is also telling the church to give. And also, we look through the book of Acts, we see some of the places in which you know, the church actually demonstrated the act of giving one to another. Hallelujah. So, it is an essential part of God's word. It is a command to all believers to give. Every Christian is obligated to give. Hallelujah. So in case you are here and then you don't know that you have an obligation to give, today I'm announcing to you as a matter of urgency that you've been disobeying God's word. Hallelujah. In fact, you owe a lot of debt in this aspect of your life. Amen. So we have the responsibility to give. Hallelujah. The presence of wrong teaching and giving does not mean thus. Means right, Arab. the presence of wrong teachings about giving thus means that the original biblical sound of teachings about giving there exists. Amen. If we don't have an original, there will be faith. One of the sound teachers of the world that I listened to, he gave an example with money. For instance, now he said, Let's say here, you know, have you ever seen 1000 Turkish lira? Then obviously, not. Amen? That means they wouldn't be fed. Can you fed 1,000 Turkish lira not? No, because there's no 1,000 Turkish lira. Hallelujah. But can you fed 500, 200, rather? Can you fed 100? Because it exists. Amen? So the reason why we have wrong teaching in the point of Bible is because actually, when you look through scripture, there is a so what the devil does is that he perverts what is authentic. Amen. And thereby robbing the children of God of the blessing day in the world. As a church leadership, we have a responsibility to teach you about giving, biblical giving, the truth about giving. Not only the truth about giving, but we have also the obligation to, to provide the platform for you to give. We teach you about what giving is, and we provide a platform, the opportunity for you to give. We guide you in the way how to give. Hallelujah. Because it is expected that we create such opportunities to give. That is why on Sunday morning like this, we have time for offerings. Amen. So that we can give weekly, and as God will enable us to give, we have opportunities for you to give. Food, the food, right? To support one another. We have food bank, we have food bank. And it's what we usually do annually. If you are here and here, we do give annual Thanksgiving offering, right? And all these are things that we partake in the, the, the blessedness of giving. Hallelujah. So, what is giving? As I said, there are different types of giving. And the context of which we are looking at, we will be looking at today and hopefully next week we conclude. Is about Christian giving. Hallelujah. Specifically, the giving that we Christians should give. We're looking at what that give, what, what does it mean to give as a believer? How should we give? Who should we give to? Who should give? Hallelujah. How should we give? What attitude should we keep in giving? And hopefully, what is the blessing there in giving? Hallelujah. Because the scripture says it's more blessed than what you give than to receive. Therefore, I want you to be open minded, be willing to submit whatever thoughts and ideas and knowledge you have to the supremacy of God's word. That you might be blessed. Amen. So, what is given? Given is honoring God and expressing faith in Him. Simple words, when we give, what we do is that we honor God. And we do what? We express our faith in Him. Proverbs of the 3, verse 9. Proverbs of the 3, verse 9. Quickly, media, help me so we can be fast. It says, Honor the Lord with what? With your possessions and with first fruit of some of your harvest. Hmm? Put together. He says what? Honor the Lord, verse 9, with your possessions. 
Honor the law with your possessions. Honor the law on transaction will say with your substances. Hallelujah. Honor the law with what you have. With your substances, yes. And with the first fruit of all thy word, thy increase. And then verse 10, attached to the text, he says, Then your barns will be what? Will be completely filled, and your vats will overflow with wine. Hallelujah. Now, this is not the reason to give. Verse 10 is not the reason to give. Amen? But we have that application to give. We're going to go literally into the topic to see why we should give. Giving is an expression of our worship and respect to God. We expect worship to God through giving. I said it's very integral to our, our faith. So therefore, we express our worship to God through our giving. Whatever kind of Christian giving. There are different ways you can give as believers. We're going to go into that also subsequently. But giving is an expression of what? Worship to God. We express our worship and we show respect. Amen? When you go to a king, you come with a gift. Not because a king is in need of your gift, but you show honor to the king with your gift. We don't enter the presence of God. We don't come into the courts of, of God empty-handed. Amen? We come with what? With substances and resources to show our worship, our respect, to pay homage to God. Hallelujah. Now remember, you know, King, the, the Queen of Ethiopia, you know, going to see King Solomon. She, 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 she assembled the best choices of what is in her kingdom. And then, Solomon it is it is it is well than all he does, but she still came to honor him because our substance are resources. What more of our own God that is the king of all kings? Amen. In Genesis chapter 8, verse 18 to 22, we see where Noah, Noah, after the flood, offered sacrifices. Genesis chapter 8, verse 18. So Noah, along with his sons and his wife, and his sons' wives, came out. All wildlife, all livestock, every bird and every creature that travels on the earth came out of the ark by their fruits. Then Noah built an ark to the Lord. He took some of every kind of clean animals and every kind of clean birds and offered burnt offerings on the altar. Then when the Lord smelled the pleasing aroma, he said to himself, I will never again curse the ground because of man. Even though man's inclination is evil from his youth. And I will never again strike down every living thing as I have done. Verse 22, the last verse. As long as the earth endures, seek time and harvest time, cold and heat, summer and winter, and day and night will not cease and appear. So seasons will come and pass in your life. It's not depending on your seat. Hallelujah. God declared it here. So if you think that it's your seat, they'll open you well. Look at that detail later. So, our God is not needy. That's the one thing I want you to know. Our God is not a needy God. In fact, He can do without without your gifts. Hallelujah. God, before we existed and even began to give, God is not sufficient. God was not created in Genesis chapter 1. Hallelujah. God was not created in where in Genesis chapter 1. So before we exist, existed humanity, God was already in existence. He was full of himself. He was satisfied of himself. Hallelujah. He is also vision by himself. When we give, is an expression of our devotion to him. Hallelujah. God doesn't eat, he doesn't eat our sacrifice. He doesn't drink blood. Let's look at that in Psalm, Psalm 50, verse 7. It talks about that thing. Yeah. Psalms 50 verse 7 talks about God doesn't need food. Amen? Listen, my people, and I will speak. I will testify against you, Israel. I am God, your God. Next verse. I do not rebuke you for your sacrifices or your burnt offerings, which are continually before me. Next verse. I will not accept a bull from your household or male dogs from your parents. For every animal of the forest is what is mine. So even what you bring to God is his. 
Hallelujah. So if you wanted it, you wouldn't have demanded it from you, but I've gotten it by himself. Hallelujah. So don't think that you're doing God a good thing to give. You're not doing God a favor by giving. God is not needy. The cattle on a thousand hills belongs to who? Belongs to the Lord. Amen. I know every bird of the mountains and the creatures of the fields are mine. That's a declaration of God. If I were hungry, what would I do? I would not tell you. <laughs> For what? For the whole and everything is mine. So if God is needing, needing of money, he doesn't need to come to and say, please give me money back. No, no, no. Do I eat the flesh or booze or drink the blood of God? No. Verse 50. We'll stop with verse 50. No, verse 40. It's a sacrifice. Sacrifice a thank offering to God. What did he call it? A thank offering to God. So we express thanksgiving to God by offering only what he has given us. Amen. Sacrifice the thank offering to God and pay your vows to the most side. The vows of our deeds. Verse 15. Call on me in a day of trouble and I'll rescue. So God is not needy. So when we talk about giving, don't think that that is God. How will He be putting this kind of pressure on us? I know you, you can be tempted to think that our giving is actually you know doing God a favor. True love must be expressed in giving. Hallelujah. If you love somebody, Proof of your love that person being given. Hallelujah. Fundamentally, it's a tested fact. True love is proven given. You give to your substance, you give your life, you give your time, you give everything that comes. Love is the most relevant. Any love that must not give is not love. Amen. Your giving habits, whatever form of giving, shows your degree of commitment and devotion to God. If I want to know how committed you are to God, the first thing I can look, first of all, is your giving life. That is what I can see with my eyes. You a child giver. Amen? It shows your degree of commitment and what? And devotion to it's not in the shouting, the tongues, and the jumping. Those are good. We thank God for that. We're not saying praise is bad. We're not saying, you know, your devotion in your room is, is wrong. No. But I'm saying what I will see as a human being and know that you are devoted to God is when I see your given life. So the question I want to ask you is, do your given authenticates your devotion to God? Does it prove? Does it give a seal of, of approval to your devotion to God. Does it, rather, does it prove your devotion to God? Giving is a foundation on which the Christian faith is built. Giving is a foundation upon which our faith is built. Without giving, there will be no Christianity. Hallelujah. Without giving, there will be no what we will not be here. John chapter 3, verse 16, put it on the screen. Without giving, there will be no Christianity. You will be without hope. I will be without hope. Hallelujah. For God so loved what? The world, the entirety of the universe, including the inhabitants of the world. That he what? That he gave. He gave. Hallelujah. Without that giving, we wouldn't be saved. Without that giving, you wouldn't be alive today. He gave his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him will not, will not perish but have an everlasting life. So this is the foundation of our faith. That once we believe in this gift that God has given to us, what happens? We have eternal life. So giving is the foundation of our faith. Giving is a culture and tradition of Christianity. It is our identity. It is our culture. You know, when you go to Nigeria, and, and from Nigeria, that's like giving that example. I've never been to another country apart from Nigeria. And, yes. 
So when you go to the southern part of Nigeria, southwest part of Nigeria, there's a culture of younger people prostrating, right? The great elderly people, they sleep on the floor. <laughs> I found that wife, right? Where I come from, we don't do that. So many people are wearing very important clothes. Why is it? I have to go to the floor. Yes, right? That's a culture. When you go there, that's what they do, right? They do that. That is their identity. They are known for that. Amen? And we have different cultures for where we come from. Now, in the, in the body of Christ, one of the things we do as a culture is giving. Amen? We give as a culture. It's our identity. It's what we are known for. We receive and we give. Hallelujah. Acts chapter 4, verse 32. Let's look at an example there. Acts chapter 4, 32 to 37. We see the early church giving. Now, the multitude of those who believed were of one heart and soul. The Bible says they were what? They were of one heart and one soul. And no one said that any of his possession was his own. This is, this is the standard for us. Hallelujah. No one of them said that any of his possessions is what was his own, but instead they held everything in what in common. And with great power, the apostles were giving testimony to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and great grace was on all of them. But there was not a needed person among them because all those who owned lands or houses sold them, brought the proceeds of the things that were sold. And laid them at the apostles' feet. This was then distributed to each person as anyone had a need. Joseph a Levite and a separate by birth, yes, was born disciples here, whom the apostles named Barabbas, which is translated son of encouragement. Look at what he did. Sold the field he owned and brought the money and laid it at the apostles' feet. Hallelujah. This was the culture of the church. Church is identified. They held everything in common, and there was no one man that had an agreement. It is illegal for anybody to be in the church and not look at what to do and what to wear and where to get up. It is not supposed to be. We have an obligation one for another because we are children of God. Be short for the Lord of God, one family. Hallelujah. I believe we're getting blessed. Now, giving is an important part of believers' life that we must seek to grow in it. Amen. We must seek to do what? To grow in our giving. All of us could be at different levels of giving. We give to a greater extent. You know? But we ought to grow in our giving. We can grow in our giving. Hallelujah. If we can grow in faith, there are other aspects of our life. We grow in faith, right? We grow in the knowledge of God's word. Let's, let's look at 2 Corinthians of the end verse 7. Second Corinthians chapter 8, verse 7. It says, Now as you abound and excel and are all the fronts. Let me read again. So now, as you abound and excel and are at the front in everything, in faith, in expressing yourself, that is spiritual gifts, expressing spiritual gifts, in knowledge, in all zeal and your love for us, see to it that you come to the front now and abound and excel in this gracious work of arms given also. It says, now, as you excel in everything in faith, in speech, in knowledge, in all diligence, and in your love for us, except also in this grace. Now, this grace in the context of what you're talking about is given. Hallelujah. So we can do what we can grow in our giving. Amen. It's a possibility for us to grow in our generosity, one for another. Our generosity in giving to the Lord. Our generosity in giving ourselves to the Lord and giving all our resources to the Lord. Hallelujah. So this should be our prayer that will grow in this aspect of our life. Some of us has, has made the issue of grace and excuse. 
know the Bible says that we should be cheerful. That they, they might be willingly, right? Now, that is talking about how to give. That is how we should give willingly. But giving is a command. Hallelujah. Are we together? I was talking to some people yesterday and they said time is uh, it's all testament to me. I agree. It's all testament to me. So I said, I tithe. I said, but some are under grace. I said, yes, they're under grace. I said, the reason why I tithe is because giving under the law is not abolished. Right? Or it's not a crime to practice the giving of of, 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 of uh, what do you call it? under the law in grace. It is not a crime to do that. Hallelujah. But the difference between the two is that the one in grace is being given. Hallelujah. That is what makes the difference. Amen. So I said, okay, if people are not born again in the Old Testament, they are not born again, don't know Christ, are obligated to give 10%. Right? And they do it. What about me that is in grace? The minimum for me to give is 10%. Hallelujah. So, the minimum that I should give is 10%. Somebody said, What's well, sir? The Bible says we should give cheerfully. I said, Okay, I agree. Now, let's look at the life. In your giving, do you give up to 10% of your income? It's the under grace. And we have the obligation to give cheerfully. Are we generous in our giving? Now, we are under grace. We have grace. That means that we have the ability to do what we have all things in Christ. Amen. So we can grow in our day. And our desire is to grow in our day. Hallelujah. One of the easiest ways you will know a mature Christian is a discipline. I said it's a devil. Right? Now, giving releases us from greed. Amen. It releases us from greed, self-centeredness. Ah, some believers could be greedy, could be self-centered, but they are born again. So giving releases us from greed, from stinginess. Hallelujah. Stinginess and greed is not the fruit of the spirit. You cannot be stingy in the Lord. Hallelujah. You cannot be greedy in the Lord. So what we, when we give, what happens is that we the, the position lose, we lose our heart is lost, is lost from you know attachment to what we give. Hallelujah. The gift itself can be a God in our life. So when we practice sacrificial giving, it releases the greed of our heart towards that. Hallelujah. Giving releases us from covetousness and money-mindedness. Hallelujah. And for us to better learn how to give, it is very, very important that we go back to the scriptures to look at where, where does giving come from? What is the source of giving? Who first gave in the scripture? And that understanding will sharpen our giving life. We will see the need to give. Hallelujah. And then, it's very important for us to understand that Giving originated from God. You agree? Giving originated from, from God. Right? God is a source of giving and the first to give. Nobody can outgive God. God has set the, the record for giving. Amen? Nobody can give more than God. He has put a record that cannot be broken. So, first of all, God gave. So from what he has given, we can now give. Hallelujah. The nature of God's giving, the character of God is given. The disposition of God is what is to give. God is a giver. God does not take what he gives. I know this is speaking some people's doctrine. You can say, okay, what about what Job said? The Lord has given and the Lord has taken. <laughs> well, if you reach towards the end of Book of Job, you realize that God didn't take. Hallelujah. So when somebody died, don't, don't, don't accuse God of taking. God does not take. God gives. God gives and then he doesn't take. Hallelujah. We'll look at that actually subsequently. 
So the nature of God is what? He's like, he gives. God owns everything. We saw it, right? The cattle on the, on the hills all belongs to God. Genesis chapter 1 verse 1 says in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. He created everything. Right? So everything belongs to him because he created them. Are we together? And then Deuteronomy chapter 10 verse 14. That made me a people. You see that God owns everything. Deuteronomy chapter 10 verse 14. Deuteronomy 10 14. The heavens, indeed the highest heavens, belong to the Lord. Your God has lost the earth and everything in it. Everything that is upon the earth belongs to God. Belongs to God. Including you. You belong to God. Including the unbeliever, you belong to God. God created them all. Hallelujah. Psalms 24, verse 1 and 2. Psalms 24, verse 1 and 2. Psalms number 24, verse 1 and verse 2 says, The earth and everything in it, the world and its inhabitants, belong to who? Belongs to the Lord. Verse 2. For he laid its foundation on the seas and established it on the peoples. So the entirety of the universe belongs to God. He owns everything, including you and I. We all were created by God. Psalms 95, verse 4. 95, verse 4. Psalms number 95, verse 4 and verse 5. The depths of the earth are in his hands, and the mountain speaks are his. Verse 5. The sea is his. He made his, his hands formed the dry earth. Hallelujah. Not only the lands and the mountains and the heavens and the earth, the seas and everything in the sea and the land all belongs to God. The good oil in the sea was placed there by God. The gold and the silver on the earth, inside the earth, all belongs to God. Haggai chapter, chapter 2 verse 8 says silver and gold, they do what? They are all mine. We don't contextually talk about what is in the house of God. It says the silver and the gold belong to me. Declare the declaration of the God of us. Hallelujah. So God owns everything. Including you and I, including the unbeliever and the believer. God created us for we all belong to him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. So man is the subject and the recipient of God's gift. Hallelujah. When God created the heavens and the earth, he didn't create it for himself. God is too big to live on earth. God is a spirit in heart. God made it like a man. He created the earth, and everything that he created was around the comfort and the, and, and, and the ability of man to have dominion. Hallelujah. So, God created, man becomes the subject of God's giving. Man is the subject of God's giving. Genesis 1, verse 24, that one. Is that what I said you should give me? <laughs> I'm blessed. Hallelujah. Somebody say, I'm blessed. I'm blessed to give. I am blessed to give. Hallelujah. Genesis chapter 1, verse 24. Yes. One twenty-four. Then God said, Let the earth produce living creatures according to their kinds, livestock creatures, crowds, and well life on the earth according to their kinds. And it was so. 25 quickly. So God made the wildlife of the earth according to their kinds, the livestock according to their kinds, and the creatures of crowds on the ground according to their kinds, and God saw that it was what it was good. Amen. Then God said, Let us make man now. After God has created everything, He has arranged everything in His place, He now said, Now let us what? Create man. Let us make man in our image according to our likeness. They will rule the fish of the sea. The breath of the sky, the animals, all the earth, and the creatures that cross the earth. So, so God created man in his own image. He created him in the image of God. He created them male and female. God blessed them and God said to them, Be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth, subdue it, rule the fish of the sea. 
the birds of the sky, and every creature that crossed on the earth, but God created them, right? So he gave this dominion to man. Verse 29. And God also said, Look, I have what? I have given you every seed bearing plant. Now, this is not an argument for vegetarians anyway. God has given you every seed bearing plant on the surface of the earth, the entire earth, and every tree whose fruit contains seeds. This will this fruit will be for you. Right? The next verse. For all the wildlife of the earth, for every bread of the sky, and for every creature that crowds on the earth, everything having the bread of life in it, I have given every green plant for food and it was so. Next verse. God saw all that he had made, and it was very good. Evening came at six, six, and then the morning, the sixth day. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So God created everything and he gave man. Chapter 2, verse 7, quickly of Genesis, chapter 2, verse 7. Not only that God gave the universe, the earth that he created into the care of man, he gave that to man. What he did, he said, then the Lord God formed the man out of dust from the ground and breathed the breath of life into his nostrils, and the man became a living being. Hallelujah. Now, God gave man the entire earth. God breathed his life into man. Amen. The living while you are alive today, it's not just because of oxygen and carbon dioxide, because the life of God makes you alive. Amen? So God gave us life. Hallelujah. So you are existing because of God. Gives of life. That is why the doctor cannot formulate any formula to bring about life in life. Because only God gives life. Amen? Isaiah 42 verse 5. Isaiah 42 verse 5. Are we seeing that God is the first one to give? Are we seeing that God is the first to give? Amen? This is what God the Lord says. Who created the heavens and they stretched them out? Who spread out the earth? What comes from it? Who gives bread to the people on it? And life to those who are. And then he answered. Who walked on it? And then he answered in the next verse. Amen. Psalms 1, 5, verse 16. We're looking at God as the one that first gave. God is the first one that gave us. Amen. God gave to us. You can look at that one later on. So, God is generous in his giving. The kind of giving that God gives, we're looking at the nature of God's giving. Amen. The nature of God's giving is a gracious giving. What do I mean by gracious giving? God giving graciously without looking at who he's giving to. In the sense that he doesn't give you because you are good to him. That was why he gives you, right? John chapter 3 verse 16, quickly. Let's go back to that verse and look at the graciousness of God's giving. And that is the kind of giving we should emulate. Amen? John chapter 3 verse 6, it says, For God so loved what? The world. Now, this world here contains people that are believers. Amen? People that are unbelievers. People that, the Bible says that while we are yet sinners, Jesus Christ died for us. Hallelujah. This is what? This is grace. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 and 9 says, By grace we are, we are saved. Two of our own making, two of our own works. So nobody should boss. It is God's grace. And grace means what? Unmerited favor. A favor that you don't merit. Hallelujah. So God sold of the world in this way. He gave his one and only. Not because he has multitudes of things, of, of sons. But he gave the one, the only that he had. Hallelujah. So the giving of God is a gracious kind of a giving. It's a sacrificial kind of giving. He gave his one and only son so that everyone, and he gave it to who? To everyone, not for some specific people. Now, Jesus did not die only for belief for Christians. No. The death of Jesus on the cross is for all humanity. It's for all men, no matter how you've seen Jesus Christ died for you. Hallelujah. So, God's giving is for who? For everyone. For every human. It's a gracious kind of thing. 
a giving that is without is, 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 is without condition. So that if everyone who believes in him will not perish but do it, but have eternal life. God's gift, once you receive it, it is eternal. In fact, God does not do things temporarily. Hallelujah. Whatever God gives you, He gives you eternally. The Bible says that His gifts are without without repentance. He doesn't give you an take back. It is nature, He doesn't take back what He has given you. Hallelujah. That is why we can probably say, I am saved eternally. Amen. I am what? I am saved eternally. I am saved forever. Yes, he, he has forever given us Christ. He can't take it back. He can't undo what he himself has done. It's not in his nature to do that. Hallelujah. So if you are born again, you are eternally born again. Hallelujah. Somebody say, I can't lose my salvation. It is permanent. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. So God gives and they don't take back. That is the nature of God's gift. So have you received the gift of God? Even before we go deeper into living the graciousness of God's gift. If you are here and you've not received this gift, then you are missing out. Hallelujah. And you will eternally miss out. Because you are sitting on a very sensitive, a very delicate, you are sitting on the very time you Hallelujah. So what you need to do is just receive. Receive. That's all you have to do. Receive the free gift. There's no price to it. Inflation does not change you know, the graciousness of God's gift. The price has not changed. It's still the blood of Christ. Hallelujah. Turkish leader doesn't change the value of God's giving. Amen. It's free. Free, not because it was wrong without a price, but the price has been paid. It's foolish. Hallelujah. So what do we do? We receive. Amen? We receive. See, we need to learn how to receive. Hallelujah. Not only that we receive Jesus into our lives, but we should learn how to continue to receive from God. It's an act that we will teach each other how to receive from God. Not only that we receive from God, we should learn how to receive from one another. Hallelujah. If I give Pastor Chidi something, they didn't receive it. But I'm encouraged to give him the Hallelujah. There is a condition to which we will put ourselves and we can give and we can also receive from one another. Somebody said, God's giving is generous. It's gracious. It's sacrificial. Hallelujah. Romans chapter 8, verse 31, 32. Romans chapter 8, verse 1. What then are we to say about these things? If God is for us, hallelujah, is God for you? Yes, sir. Let me tell you, God is too big to be your right back. Hallelujah. God is too big to stand in opposition with you. Amen? So whatever is happening to you, don't say God is against you. Hallelujah. What then are we to say? About these things. If God is for us, who is against us? Is it the people God created that will be against you? Then the creator is for you. Amen. Hallelujah. Verse 32. Look at what he did in verse 32. He did not even spare his own son. For who? For you, for me. Amen. He didn't spare his own son. But offered him up for us all. How will he not also with him grant us some things? Some little things. Glory. brother, why are you worried? Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Who's getting life here? Who's getting knowledge here? How will he, with Christ as a package, see the main cause is Christ? Have you gone to a restaurant before? And they serve you the men. You know they used to bring some appetizers. The Bible says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all other things will be sprinkled upon it. Add it, sprinkle, attach. But the most important thing is what? How will he also 
how will he not also, which is like this, it's not only impossible, it's impossible. <laughs> right? How will he not, with him, grant us everything? That everything, it means everything. That's the definition of that. It, it can encapsulate everything that concerns your life. And you know what? It will give you graciously without looking at your, 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 your. See, God gives without looking at God. Hallelujah. God gives without what? Without looking at God. God is not like a biological father. When you offend him, you will not pay your school. It's not like that. That's not his nature. That's not his character. Hallelujah. That's not the character of God. In fact, the giving of God will embarrass you when you do what is wrong. Hallelujah. So don't, don't, don't think that, oh, I've, I've done this. I, no, 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 no. That's not our God. Amen. Who's getting blessed? Hallelujah. Who's going to be here next week so we can continue? There's more. As you say, there's more. There's more. There's more. There's more. I, 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 God has given me everything that pertains to life and godliness. I receive everything. Just open your mouth and thank God for giving me everything. Say, Lord, I thank you for graciously giving me everything in Christ Jesus. In Him, I have everything. All that pertains to life and godliness, I receive in the name of Jesus Christ. I receive the graciousness of God's gifts. In my finances, I receive. In every aspect of my life, I receive. I receive what grace has brought. In the name of Jesus. For Lord, we thank you because you've given us all. We lack no good thing. Such is the testimony of you who believe in Christ. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray.